the glory to God be the honor and adoration today we bless his most holy name our God is king our God is king our God is great and great is his faithfulness we bless the Lord we give glory to his name we adore His Excellency, the Most Holy, the Most Righteous, the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings. We bless His name, we worship Him, we give glory and honor to His name. Great is His faithfulness in our lives. Great is His faithfulness in our lives. Oh, hallelujah. We worship our God and our maker. Glory be to your name, O Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. To God be the glory this evening. We bless the Lord. Yes, favor, you can unmute yourself so that we see whether you will be you are, you are correctly linked. Uh, God bless you. Just go down, see, that, see the microphone icon. Just unmute yourself. Don't mute yourself. Hallelujah, right? That's better. Amen. Good afternoon. God yes, bless you. Sir. We can hear you right now. Amen. So just keep it unmuted like that. So hallelujah. Yeah. To God be the Amen. glory in the name of Jesus. We are Amen. here today in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. For another round of blessings from heaven. For another land of open heaven upon our heads. And we praise, we praise the Lord that God has have never been failing us and he will do it again as he used to do. We thank God this is navigating life and season series. We bless the Lord for this with our sister favor Akinagbe. We bless the Lord that the Lord made it possible for us to be here again. And we welcome all of us, the listeners. We thank God for your life. Thank God for your love for us and the love for the word of God, rather and better. We bless the Lord that God that you so, that, uh, that you so loved, we always favor you and we cause your, his word to work in your life. 
Pray the work Amen. of the Lord will continue to work to work in your life in the name of Jesus Christ. Today is another Amen. day, as we have said, and we want to go into the teaching and the message on what is this marital favor. This is part three of that episode. And the Lord has been taking us through what marital favor is. And one thing I'm sure of is this. If the Lord is armoring on issue in his word, the Lord is going somewhere with some people and he wants to get us there. There are a lot of us that we are not so favorable in marriage. And if the Lord can give uh, another uh, second chance through his word, that such that I, that in that situation that I've not had favor in marriage, I pray the Lord will heal such marriage in Jesus' name. And then such our youths that are looking for, we pray that this message will grant them the I favor. With I favor in marriage in the name of Jesus. And uh, we bless the Lord for our, for our daughter, our sister, who is uh, teaching us this message. Her name is Favor. And the Lord gave her that uh, assignment to deliver favor into the life of listeners. And we pray that the Lord God Almighty will deliver his favor into your life in Jesus' name. We don't, we don't only pray for marital favor for you. We are receiving for you all land favor in the name of Jesus. Because Amen. when favor attend to somebody, it will speak everywhere. It will speak to marriages. Yes. It will speak to bless, I mean, to, to, yes. to businesses, to ministries, to family. It will speak all around. Is it not God's favor? If it is God's favor, yes. then, then it will go around. It will go beyond the issue of marital. Marital favor mm. is what we are what we are deliberating upon, but yet we are hoping for all round favor upon our lives in the name of Jesus. Mm. Yes, mm. Nana will say but thank. God bless you. You're welcome, sir. Mm. Uh, we bless the Lord for your life. You are our, you are our regular listener. And we pray that the Lord God Almighty will bless you as we just enter the studio with us. God bless you. Mm. Amen in Jesus' name. Yeah. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. I mm. want to uh, call my daughter and my sister also to join us. I mean, to, 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 to uh, begin the message. She will do the kind of... Uh, a reversal of what we have done before uh, just to remind us of what we we have done before so that today's we will understand today's better with the past that we have done. Mm -hmm. We bless the Lord for that. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. To God be the glory Mm -hmm. in the name of Jesus Christ. Are you prepared Mm -hmm. or you have a kind of uh, are you ready? Yes, yes, yes. Yes, okay. Over to you right now. God bless you. 
Bless you. Thank you. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you so much, sir. Hallelujah. God is ready. We are ready. Yes. And we are going to be so blessed today. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So, um, first of all, I would like us to pray. You know, as we start this part, I like us to pray. That's right. Brother. So, why we have our eyes closed and our hearts in the prayer, Father? We worship you. Hallelujah. Thank you because you are a faithful God. Thank you because we can count on you. Yeah. Thank you for what you've been teaching us about marital favor. And thank you for what you've been doing in us, even concerning this subject. Let your name be glorified in Jesus' name. Amen. Let the will for which you've brought this message unto us, O Lord, let it be accomplished in our lives in the name of Jesus. Amen. For those who need marital favor right now, let it be released in abundance in the name of Jesus. Amen. For those who need it to abound, now they're in the marriage, but they need it even to find favor still in the sight of their husband because it looks as if they are running out of that favor. Father, we ask for more. We ask for more. We ask for more. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you because we, you are able to do more than we can ever ask. Yes. Think, according to your power that works in us. Lord, we pray now that your power that works in us, let it be multiplied in multiple folds in the name of Jesus. Amen. And we just want to worship you. Thank you for all you've done. Father, as we go again this evening, we pray that you go in front of us. That will be an Amen. evidence that you have you have a favor towards yes. us. Even as Moses, Moses prayed, that Lord, if you don't go with me, I'm not going. Yes. Please go yes. with me. By this will I know that Amen. I found favor in your sight. Right. But by this, we also will know that we found favor in your sight. Please go ahead of us. Amen. Go in front of us. Amen. Carry us through this message Amen. and speak to us, oh God. Amen. Let our hearts be opened. Let our understanding be enlightened. Amen. And let the purpose for which you've released this word, even from that day in the bus while I was traveling, even to right now, let that purpose for which you released this word right now, let it be accomplished in the name of Jesus. Amen. There is nobody that is listening to us right now that will lack marital faith in the name of Jesus. Amen. And we pray that everyone that is listening to us right now, it is forbidding for them to make errors in, in the their marriages. Yeah. In the name of Jesus. Any Amen. wrong marriages that is listening to us right now, let them be right now in the name of Jesus. Amen. Let them be made right right Amen. now. For your Amen. word says that you, O oh Lord, can do all things. Is there anything too hard for you to do? There is nothing too hard for you to do. Yes. Every wrong marriage right now that is connected to this program, that is listening right now through the years right now oh lord by your grace and your mercy and your power lord let these marriages be made right amen to the glory of your name amen. in jesus mighty name we have prayed amen amen, amen. praise amen. the lord amen. hallelujah yeah so first of all i just want to greet everyone that is listening right now and those that will download later um congratulations for making it to the end of the year the lord has been faithful the lord has been good to us the lord has been kind to us and i pray that the lord that has brought us 
to the end of this year, it will carry us into the new year. Amen. And it will sustain us throughout the new year. It will be our provider. It will be our protector. Amen. It will be our sound health. It will Amen. be our wisdom. Amen. It will be our eyes to see. It will be our guidance. In the mighty name of Jesus, thank you for always tuning in. Thank you for listening. We pray even as you listen, we also listen because it's the Lord that is teaching all of us. We pray that even as you listen, that the word of God will sharpen your, it will sharpen your spirit, man. It will sharpen your mind and it will accomplish the purpose for which God has sent forth his word. The word of the Lord says that the word of God does not come back to him void until it has accomplished that which for, for which it was sent out, the purpose for which it was sent out, the purpose of this word right now. It will not fail in your life. In the name of Jesus, in Jesus' most blessed name, we have prayed. Amen. So right now, um, first of all, I'm going to take us through the past uh, teachings we've had on this topic. So we've been on what is this marital favor for some weeks now. And um, this marital favor, this is the fourth time. This is the fourth um, section of the marital favor. We had the, we started it like an introduction, and then we had part one two weeks ago. We had part two last week, and this is what is this marital favor, part three. So first of all, before now, we started with introduction of what favor is. Um, what marital favor is, the purpose of marital favor, and distinguishing what this kind of favor is. Favor on its own, it's a goodwill. But marital favor is a goodwill in the area of marriage. So it is kindness. I explained uh, some weeks back that it is kindness, you know, when it does not have to do with um, whether you're very tall or you're very short, whether you're very beautiful or you don't think you are beautiful. it does. I use the word you don't think because some people don't think they have. But what the word of the Lord says is that we are wonderfully and fearfully made. So whether you think so or you don't think so, the word of God has already said so. So it's better you start believing it. Praise the Lord. So um, we've thought on favor we've gone through this the lord has been teaching us we've gone through um favor marital favor it is a kind of favor that identifies with marriage there are different kinds of favor you can find favor in your business you can find favor in your career you can find favor in a place you can find favor with people you can find favor with god and um, the Bible says that true understanding and goodwill comes favor. That means you can have understanding of certain things that you can do that can bring about favor for you. But right now we are talking on marital favor. What is this marital favor? And it started as a teaching the Lord was giving to me personally before granting me access to share it to the world. On the bus trip, as I said at the introduction, I was traveling somewhere and then the Lord started to talk to me about marital favor. I was reading the Bible in the book of Deuteronomy and then I read in a place where a woman was married and the Bible said if she does not find favor in her, in her husband, the husband should bring her to the priest and then they will wash, they will give her something to drink if the man is suspecting her, 
you know someone that used to love her now suspecting her and to prove that she is not involved in fornication fornication or adultery she has to drink something given to her from the priest and when she drinks it if her hands are clean nothing will go wrong with her but if her hands are not clean her stomach will burst forth if she has been involved with other men her stomach will burst forth and it will rot and so um th- those were some of the laws that came from god to moses for the children of israel you know during their era of settlement living the before they enter the promised land the rules that will guide them praise the lord so the lord started teaching me on marital favor and how it is not just a woman that needs it that a man needs it and he showed me a scripture in the book of proverbs that said that he will find a wife has found a good thing and obtained favor from the lord and the lord told me that an evidence that the man himself has obtained favor from god is that god leads him that he god leads him to find a wife and you know uh throughout the introduction well we were going through how houses and riches are inheritances from a father if your father is a rich man he can pass his wealth down to you but you see a good wife it is god that gives a good wife many people are married today many people have wives but not all wives are given by god how you will know if it is god that gave you your wife is if she's a good wife praise god that does not um, neglect the role you as a wife has to play in the marriage it does not neglect the role you as a husband that you have to play in the marriage the bible says in the book of proverbs 31 i think verse 4 or verse 5 and it said that uh, it started with who can find a virtuous woman okay um the verse 11 okay verse 12 the bible says she will do him good and not evil all the days of her life that means there is a role for the wife to play there's also a role for the husband to play um it says um in the book of proverbs that same 31 um, verse 11 it says the heart of her husband dot safely trust in her so men don't trust their wives they don't they do not but reading in the book of proverbs 31 the bible spoke about this proverbs 31 woman and it didn't just speak about her it also made mention of her husband and it made mention of her children it gave us a picture of what a household looks like so even when god gives you a good wife you have to be good to your wife you have to be good to your husband you have to trust your wife you have to do your husband good all your life not just all his life because your lifespan and his lifespan are different Praise God. Nobody wants to die untimely. And I pray as many as we that are listening to this um, podcast, the word of the Lord says, with long life will he satisfy us. That is our portion in the name of Jesus. So the Bible says she will do him good all her life. So as long as she's alive, as long as she's married to this man, it is an expectation of her by the Lord. Because we can see it in his word here that she will do him good so a good wife is not just um, good because God gave her 
out to her husband. A good wife is also good because that is the purpose she's fulfilling in the life of um, her husband, doing him good. She's an helper. She's an helpmate. In the book of Genesis, we found out how God said, let's find a, a, a suitable helpmate. He said, oh, there are animals here. There's work for this man to do. But there is no one. There is no There is no helpmate. There is no suitable partner for this man. I will make for him and help meet for him so the wife is meant to meet certain needs in the life of her husband the husband also has to be a covering a provider a protector for her too so the man has a role to play in marriage the woman has a role to play in the marriage and it is when the man and the woman are playing their roles very well in the marriage that is when you see good marriages so when the lord gives you a good wife you have a role to take care of that wife it's just like when you get a good job you won't get a good job and then you have your competence level is low they will sack you why would they sack you because you got a good job your company thinks you are a good fit for them a lot of people applied a lot of people were shortlisted but you were chosen as you were chosen, it is expected of you to bring something tangible into the company. So in the area of wife, God has daughters. He has many daughters. He gave you that one. The one that is by your side, he has given you that one. So you have some roles and responsibilities to play in our life. God has many sons. He has sons that, you know, he raised people he has trained, people that love him with all of their hearts, people that he is working on and are following his footsteps. And he gave you that to your husband. He gave you that to your husband. You have a role to play in his life. Praise the Lord. So in the introductory parts, we went through how houses and riches are inheritances from fathers. But if it is a good wife you are looking for, it is God that will give that to you. If it is a prudent wife you are looking for, it is God that will give that to you. Praise God. And you won't wait until when you want to get married before you take your relationship with God seriously. Even you, you are a child of God. You are God's child. Jesus died for you too. So because Christ Jesus died for you, you will take his sacrifice for you seriously. You will take your relationship with him seriously. You take your devotion, your quiet time, your consecration, your Bible study time, your prayer time with him seriously. Praise God. Because it's not until when it is time for marriage, you now start being committed to him. That will be that you are using God. You want to use him to get a good wife. How will, how will God trust you with his daughter? when you don't even trust him with your life praise god we give him our lives because he gave his own for us and his will is best for us and he's working on us the bible says that the path of a righteous man he shines brighter and brighter onto the perfect day so no matter the level you have in your relationship with god right now it can be better you can still shine brighter no matter how bright your light is right now you can still shine brighter so the bible says the part of um, a righteous man shines brighter and brighter and brighter and brighter and until it is on that day of perfection when we are one with god when we um ascend probably through death after death we 
make it to heaven and then the trumpet sounds and every all of, all of us are gathered in heaven at the um, supper of the lamb at the marriage supper of the lamb you know that is when that perfect day is so from right now till the day you die whether through natural death or through the rapture whichever way of these two your path is to shine brighter and brighter so no matter the level of light and understanding and commitment and consecration to god there is room for more you can still shine brighter you can still shine brighter praise the lord so um back to the topic of marriage which this um session is about so we've spoken a lot extensively covering different aspects of this marital favor and we've had case studies in the introductory session that he made mention of joseph and how joseph was a favor to egypt joseph was not just a slave boy that came to egypt and was um defamed by potiphar's wife such that he got into prison dungeon where he met the other two guys that was not just his story joseph was there to preserve he was there to preserve how did we know he was there to preserve because at the end of the day when his brothers came and they were like oh we are sorry for what we did to you we would not have done that to you he said you think you did it for evil because you were jealous you did this for evil but the lord has sent me here to preserve praise god God used Joseph as a favor unto Egypt and daddy raised the prayer that first um, introductory message on this, what is this marital favor he raised the prayer that may you be a favor to your spouse may your spouse be a favor to you and that's why we can see here in the Bible it's no coincidence that Proverbs 31 verse 12 says she will do him good and evidence that there is favor upon your life is people will be good to you they will be kind favor on her already and then she had marital favor praise god because when she got to the house the first time the um i think a guy a guy the keeper of the women the one that will appoint to them maidens and their room he was favorable to her number one he answered her quickly number two um answered her quickly by giving her the things for her purification quickly and assign on to her the seven mates that will work for her that's number one number two he preferred her to the best place of the palace the palace is already the best place in the kingdom now the best of the best was what she got so she was not just in the palace where the women uh, are being kept before they are called for by the king she was in the best part of that place praise god so favor it attracts goodwill it brings about people are just kind to you the man could have put her anywhere in that palace anywhere it would still be fine but she was preferred to the best place of that palace that's some goodness she got from that man so the prayer that he raised on that introductory part is that god make me a favor and he started with my name that oh um my name is favor the person who god used to deliver the message bears favor and then he said do you know that even you whatever your name may be 
even you, you can be a favor to your spouse. You can be a favor to your husband. You can be a favor to your to your wife. Praise God. The Bible says, one shall chase a ten a thousand. One shall chase a thousand. Two shall put ten thousand to flight. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Now, how does one from one thousand becomes two? That is ten thousand. One from one thousand becomes two. That is ten thousand because the other one is helping. Praise God. The the second person that makes it two is the person that multiply the number from one to ten thousand because they are agreeing. I don't know if you understand. Right. From one chasing one thousand to two chasing ten thousand, there's an agreement. There is a favor because the the second person is working in the first person's good. Let me put it this way: the woman is working in the man's good. So probably has been chasing one thousand in his business. Now he met her, and now he's chasing ten thousand in his business. She may be giving him some insights. He may be chasing one thousand in his ministry, and then he's married to this woman who God gave him, then now he's chasing 10,000 in ministry. So he's already a powerful man of God. God is already using him wonderfully. And now God gave him a woman with whom he would do ministry. Like that used to say that he was searching for a partner with whom he will do ministry. Mommy also needed a partner to do ministry. Praise the Lord. So God brought her to him for the purpose of putting 10,000 to flight, even in that area of ministry. Praise God. So some people may be doing well in ministry before, but then when God gives you an help, when God gives you this suitable helper, when God shows you this marital favor and he gives you a good wife, he gives you a good husband, you will do much more. You will put 10,000 to flight. In some marriages, the husband and the wife, they are at loggerheads. So the man is walking in a direction. The woman is walking in the opposite direction. That's not the will of God. Praise God. So it's very important that we obtain marital favor. Um, last week, last week we had, um, we started with retaining that favor in the marriage, retaining the marital favor. So as we started the session like this, um, I made mention of something and I felt in my spirit the Lord telling me that this is where I should start with. That was um, number two, actually. But I said that's what we should start with. So the remaining three parts that's number one, number three, and number four, the subtopics. We are going to go through that today and call it a wrap. I'd like you to listen to this message again. And listen to it again and pray along because at the end of every message we pray at the end of every message we draw prayers a good thing is for you to listen to the message from the introductory parts to part one to part two and now part three and the prayers at the end of each session each session you write it down the prayers god make me a favor to my husband write it down God, show the man I will marry, show him favor because it it is an evidence of God's favor upon the life of the man that God will lead him to the good wife. Praise God. Houses and riches and inheritances from fathers, but the Lord gives a good wife. The Lord gives a prudent wife. Praise the mighty Jesus. Amen. 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 So, um, we've discussed even before now on how marital favor 
does not end on the wedding day marital favor does not come upon you and end on the wedding day an example is um, the case of rachel and leah leah i don't think leah had marital favor leah was given to jacob because she was the elder wife not because jacob desired her even when jacob had um, slept with her and he realized that oh this is in the morning he was like no 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 this is not the person i want this is not it no 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 praise god but our family they were like okay just for the sake of honoring her stay with her for one week at the end of that one week we'll give you the original person you asked for and then you have to labor another seven seven years for the second person praise god and what guess what he agreed why did he agree there was marital favor on rachel but that favor was not on Leah. so whether it was jacob or any other brother in that land nobody was seeking for her so they had to arrange her for jacob praise god so that the younger will not get married before the elder praise god and you will see if you read through that story you will see that even while in the marriage she would she would still try to find her way you know to please her husband to find favor in his sight praise god even while inside that marriage she would she would say there was a day reuben found some mandrakes in the field and she took that mandrakes from Ruben and she gave her sister. Her sister wanted the mandrakes too. And she gave her the, okay, I'll give you this mandrakes so that you allow me to be with our husband for tonight. Praise God. So she even, while in the marriage, she was still seeking for things to find favor in that marriage. And when Jacob came back that day, she had run out to meet him and said, I've bought you tonight with mandrakes. Praise the Lord. I've given my sister mandrakes so that I can have you. It should not be like that if there was favor upon her life in the area of marriage. She will not need to um, use something to get him because you actually should like her. If you marry a wife, you should like your wife. Will you marry a woman you don't like or love? Will you marry a woman you don't want to be with? No. So she is not like because she has offended him. No. It was not recorded anywhere that probably Leah was offensive to Jacob. He just did not like her. And that's why they had to push her to get married because the favor was on Rachel and they didn't want to pass her by. Probably if they gave Jacob only Rachel, Leah would still be there and nobody would marry her. So they had to arrange her for him. But people of God, today, it is possible for every one of us, everyone listening that is seeking for marital favor in one aspect or the other, it is possible for you to obtain this marital favor. Amen. Amen. So, Leah had to use something to get her husband. She had to use something even while married to him. And you will notice that when she was giving birth, if God was even trying to help her, God helped her. He shot the womb of Rachel because he saw that Leah was not loved mm. by her husband. Mm. So he had to show if Rachel, if as he married, Rachel was giving birth, it was Leah that was not giving birth. Mm. It would not have bothered Jacob so much because the woman he loved has given him children. Mm. Praise God. Mm. But Leah 
was the one he did not love and she was the one that was bringing boys and even though she was giving birth to boys giving birth to boys she still had to use the mandrake of Ruben to get her husband on another occasion so there was no favor on her life praise God why am I bringing up this this area of Leah to bring it to show that it is possible for a man and a woman to be married and they don't even find favor in that marriage in their in the eyes of each other mm. praise god so step one is to obtain this marital favor for marital settlement step two is to retain this favor in that settlement last week we went through how the case of naomi and ruth and how Ruth was so kind to Naomi and Naomi said, you know what? I'll seek for a rest for you. I'll seek for a rest for you. And we found out that marriage is rest. Marriage is a form of rest. It doesn't mean that when you get married, you are less productive because you are resting. No. It means that marriage gives you peace of mind. Marriage makes life easier for you. That's how it's supposed to be. That's how God planned it. It should, it should give you peace of mind. You should, it brings settlement. And it is inside that settlement that there is rest. So you are settled in this area. You can now chase whatever you want to chase. Praise God. Because you have the support of your spouse. You have the backing of your spouse. And you are working together. So, while in the marriage, there is a need for an alignment. Alignment in couples. Alignment in destiny. Alignment in life's mission. Praise God. It does not mean that the husband and the wife must be a banker for there to be an alignment. No. This is not necessarily about the occupation or career choice. Not necessarily. That plays a role too, but not necessarily. But alignment in what sense? Alignment in the sense that if God has sent you into the ministry, your wife should desire ministry. Praise God. If God has sent you and said, okay, oh, you this man or you this woman, I'm sending you in the line of ministry, your partner should desire it. It should not be someone that will say, ah, no, you will not do it. It doesn't necessarily mean that your partner must also be a pastor. Maybe you are, you are a pastor as a woman. Your husband does not necessarily have to be a pastor. Praise God. But he must support that ministry. He must encourage you to pray. He's not the one mounting the pulpit to minister. But he must encourage you and say, Darling, have you prepared for the sermon on Sunday? Sweetie, when last did you pray for the church members? Praise God. If it is in the line of finances, the husband is the one, maybe is a forex trader. The wife does not necessarily have to know how to trade. If she knows how to trade, fine. But it's not, in, it's not uh, she must, no, no, it's not a compulsion, it's not a rule. But even as she may not know how to trade, she should be able to support him. If he wakes up around 2 o'clock to watch the charts and watch how the market is going, the wife, if she's around around 150, she should tap him on. My dear, remember you have some charts to watch. Remember, you want to check what the trading market looks like around this time. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the mighty Jesus. Hallelujah. So there is a need for alignment in that purpose. There's even in raising of the children, there has to be that alignment. Yeah. There has to be that alignment. That's why when there is a broken home, the children have difficulties. They 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 face hard hard situations because. The, their mind is not solid on one thing. Daddy is saying, 
be a good child be strict i mean be disciplined daddy is strict with the children be disciplined be focused mommy is saying whatever you want to do when you grow up you'll be wiser the bible says train up a child in the way he should be when he is grown he will not depart from it so there's a purpose for that training that training is ensuring wisdom in the latter years if you undo a child and leave him to his foolishness the bible says foolishness is in the heart of a child through the rod of correction you will you will chase it out so you won't say ah because you know i don't want to beat my child nobody say you should kill your child no that's very wrong don't torture any child when the aspect of discipline by all means don't stop yourself from disciplining your children when they do something wrong don't stop yourself from saying this one is wrong this is what you should do in case of next time this is what you should do will you do that again praise god it's part of the training process so when a child does something that is not right you put in wisdom you put in guidance as the father is being there to guide the child the mother is also saying it's fine i support it the father must not be correcting the child and the mother will say leave him alone that child will not gain any direction in that line because as he's taking daddy seriously he also wants to take mommy seriously but they are not even agreeing in what they are doing praise god hmm. this does not say that daddy should beat the child after beating the child mommy too will carry a cane. no only daddy can beat the child if what he has done requires beating why do we have jail why do we have prison houses that's the way the government takes care of criminals how does somebody become a criminal when the person does not listen, when the person is not learning, when the person did not learn the right from the wrong, and so he does wrong, he kills people, he steals from people, he spoils property, and they say, you know what, this person is not safe for him to be out there. What does the government do? They go through the process, okay, there is a court session, I say, don't this indeed. Did they kill these people indeed? Yes, he did. Did they steal these cars indeed? Yes, he did. Oh, you know what? For these things, these wrong things you have done, this is your punishment. Maybe 15 years jail term or life imprisonment or death by hanging. Praise God. So before that child, those people who die by hanging, they are people's children. They are children that their mother went to the delivery room and went through agony and pains to give birth to them. Should such a child now live a life that does not count? No. Nobody should be in the prison. If all children were re- well raised, nobody should be in the prison. Praise God. So before the child's case becomes such that it is the government that is taking decision on if that child is safe for the society or not, that's a child that has become an adult. From childhood, he has been misbehaving and nobody is correcting him. The Bible says a child left to himself will end up in destruction. There's a way the Bible puts it. So there is a need for correction and there is a need for agreement in correction. If daddy is the one that says, you know what, I will spank you five strokes of cane, mommy should say, will you do that again? That shows that both of them are on the same page. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, we are on marital favor. So last week, we uh, spoke on retaining marital favor. And on the aspect of retaining marital favor, we um, took the case study of Vashti and Esther. Praise God. Vashti obtained marital favor, but she did not retain it. She obtained the marital favor to be the queen. 
to be married to the king but she did not retain it because while in the marriage she became um artful like she had some pride and from that pride she disregarded the command of the king praise god and in no time a replacement was needed for her praise god and last week we discussed on how there's a difference between your role as a wife and your role as the position you may occupy because you are married to your husband so your husband can be the king and you are the queen if in the communications you are having if the conversation you're having is just you and him just husband and wife talk you may do certain things and it will not be wrong because you are wife and his husband and you are relating on that basis of husband and wife but when you are relating on the basis of um king and queen what he says is a command it's not just something because he loves you that is saying that it is a command the king was having a feast the queen also was having a feast and then he sent that the queen be brought because he wanted to show her off praise god oh, and she said she wasn't coming at that point it is no longer the her husband that she's saying no to she's saying no to the order of the king praise god and nobody should disrespect the king nobody in the kingdom so why would they sit and watch the queen disrespect uh, the king that's one and number two because of the position that vashti occupies in that kingdom what she does can be done in other families praise god so she may think she's saying oh king i'm not coming i'm not coming joe i don't want to show myself she may just feel like that's what she's doing but you know what the women will take it up and they will also disrespect their husbands praise god yes. so i want to go to where it is in the book of esther what's actually happened to, to give more insight and more clarity um we are reading the book of esther one esther chapter one and um verse 16. we read few verses here so verse 16 says and memu khan answered before the king and the princes vashti the queen had not done wrong to the king only but also to all the princes and to all the people that are in the provinces of king ahasuerus praise god just like i was saying right now that to her it may be that she doesn't want to come outside because of what the king said right she does not she doesn't want to come outside maybe she's a shy person or whatever reason you want to give for her not coming outside at the king's command praise god so you may think oh she doesn't she just doesn't want to come outside but you see in this place she's not just a queen relating to a king she's also a queen as a role model whose example will be followed that's why we have to be very conscious of the position we take especially in the body of christ especially in the body of christ you may do something you may think well it's just me but guess what you are a leader in the body of christ so people will take it up and do what you have done because you are a leader you are a role model they will do it because they believe in you they they, they think god approves of you 
and whatever you do can be a law to them because they love you so much and they want to be like you praise god so in this case memo can um is one of the lawmakers people close to the king and then he answered the king and said vashi did not just do wrong to you she did not just disobey the order of the king she has also done wrong to all of us that are here because we were waiting to see her praise god so let's even go to the beginning of what actually happened um on the seventh day when the art of the king was merry with wine so that could mean that probably the king was um, drunk like his heart was made by taking wine this is the seventh day so on the first day they had a party he took wine on the second day they had a party he took wine on the third day they had a party he took wine on the fourth day he took wine on the fifth day it on sixth day on the seventh day his heart was merry with wine and he command commanded look at the people he sent to bring Vashti number one Mehuman Number two, Bistam. Number three, Abona. Number four, Bikta. Number five, Ab- Abakta. Number six, Zeta. Number seven, Carcass. Seven chamberlains that served in the presence of Ahasuerus, the king. You know, some people serve in the palace, but they don't serve in the presence of the king. The Lord, our God, is the king of kings. There are some angels that stand in the presence of God. They are called the angel of God's presence. Praise God. Two things you can know about those angels is that, number one, they minister before God. Their own ministry, the things they do, they are doing it in the presence of God. Praise God in the throne room. They are ministering before God, number one. Number two, when those angels are sent on heart, when there is a prayer meeting going on, there's a revival gathering going on, there's a conference happening somewhere, and those angels are sent to those gatherings, what do they bring? They carry the presence of God because they are the angels of God's presence. Praise God. The angels, all of them are in heaven, but they are not all the angels that are in heaven stand in the presence of God. Some angels stand and minister in the presence of God. Some angels do not stand and minister in the presence of God. Praise God. Now, in this case of um, Esther, these seven chamberlains were people that stood in the presence of King Ahasuerus and they were sent. So if the queen did not regard the face of um, one of them, at least she will regard the face of the second. At least she will regard the face of the third. So seven chamberlains were in her presence. So the Bible says the seven chamberlains that served in the presence of the ark of Ahasuerus the king to bring Vashti the queen before the king. So like he sent an entourage to her to bring her. He could have said Vashti come outside. She will she should come. I mean, it's a command. Vashti, come outside. She can come. Queen Vashti, please come outside. She can come. Praise God. But he did not just give an order. He sent people. He sent chamberlains. Seven of them, all seven, he sent them to bring her. So an entourage was sent to her to bring her. And what um, what was the purpose? To bring Vashti the queen before the king with the crown royal to show the people so it's not just bringing her to him it was bringing her to glorify her in the presence of all the people 
you see this case of Vashti is you often overlooked because people will say hey, the king called her she did not want to answer is that a big deal why should her judgment so, be so severe that's why I say let's look into the matter and see what actually happened so to bring her with the crown royal so Vashti can come outside without the crown royal but there's an emphasis laid here that to bring Vashti the queen before the king with the crown royal when you see Vashti you should know that this is the queen praise God but then it is not just for her to be seen and known uh, a means of identification a crown the crown that makes her a queen should be upon her head as she's coming out look at this honor praise God so he sent seven chamberlains to bring her an entourage of people who served in the presence of the king to bring the queen with the crown royal the royal crown upon her head to show the people and the princess her beauty so he wanted to show off with her he wanted to show people how beautiful she is praise god at times um, people can say oh um god is showing off with me like god is doing so many wonderful things in my life that shows that he's in my life praise god like people can share it as a testimony so in this case the king wants to rub off his excellence his glory his majesty on now of course she's the queen but this is a special occasion he has sent an entourage to bring her to with the crown royal on her head and to show everybody how beautiful she is praise god and what did the bible say for she was fair to look on so she is very beautiful and then the king wanted to show people that have you seen my vashti have you seen queen vashti she is so beautiful so he sent the seven chamberlains wait let me show you how beautiful she is and then he called the chamberlains one two three four five six seven now please go to the um pal to the to the uh to the chambers of the queen and bring her with the crown on her head to show these people how beautiful she is and guess what she didn't come so verse 12 said but the queen vashti refused to come at the king's commandment so can you see this is no longer a place of husband and wife is discussing it's now a command because he sends people that stood in his presence to go and bring her so they, she refused to come at the king's commandment that is a disobedience by his chamberlains therefore was the king very wrought so the king was put to shame in the sense that he told them I will show you my wife. I will show you how beautiful Queen Vashti is. This one, two, three, four, five, six, seven chamberlains, go and bring her with the crown on her head. I want to show these people how beautiful she is. And guess what? They came back without Vashti. And everybody is waiting. We want to see her. We want to see her. We want to see her. And what was the response? She said she's not coming. Ha! The king was angry. She put him to shame in the presence of all those people. Praise God. So, it is... At that point, I call it pride because the Bible did not explicitly say yet that it is pride that made her not to come. But why would you not want to come when the king has commanded you to come? Praise God. And him commanding you to come is favor because he likes you, he wants to show up. We've, we just um, spoke of Leah. Leah has to use mandrakes to buy Jacob. 
you are not using anything to buy anybody. The king called for you and he sent honorable men to bring you an entourage. Praise God. So at this point, she lost that favor. At this point, she lost that favor. So last week, we discussed on how to retain uh, marital favor. And comparing Vashti to Esther, at the point where Esther needed to stand before the king, for you to know that the king calling for Vashti was favor. When you stand, when you want to stand before the king, he has to call you. You can't just appear before the king anyhow. He can kill you. Even the presidents we have in the world today, if you go to the um, presidential villa and you want to see the president, part of the questions they will ask you, do you have an appointment with him? Has he given you a time to come? Praise God. So in this case, even when Esther needed some favor from the king, she did not just show up. Before she showed up, she had gone too fast. And it was not just her. All um, the children of Israel in the land, they were fasting too with her. Praise God. And even at that fast, what did she say? She said, if I, if I perish, I perish. Because it's a 50-50. The king can say, come. The king can stretch forth his staff to be that come. And the king may not stretch forth his staff. And that will mean that she'll be taken away because she has appeared, she, she had um, appeared in the outer court without being called. Praise the Lord. And I want you to use this to have an understanding of the greatness of our own king, our God. So when the Lord says, call upon me and I will answer you, I will show you greater and mighty things which you don't know. It's a privilege. He's even giving, he's extending the staff to us. Call upon me. Praise God. He says, I stand at the door of your heart and I knock. If you hear my voice, open to me. And I will come in. I will, I will dine with you. I will sup with you. It's a privilege. It's a privilege. Because the Bible says the time will come. Huh? Now we have grace. Now we have the opportunity to give our life to Christ. Now we have the privilege to uh, be born again and walk with God. But you know, the time will come. That when the rapture has sounded. When God has taken us. I pray in the name of Jesus. That when the rapture sounds we will not be found wanting in the name of jesus when the lord comes to call his saints to go home to be with him we will be in the number in the name of jesus when the saints are called in the mighty name of jesus we will make it we will be in the number in the name of jesus praise god so it's a privilege that we can call on god that we can give our life to christ it's a privilege because the time will come when it will be times up and when you believe, that's when you make the flight and you walk according to that belief. But if you believe that you're backsliding and he comes to call, he's not finding you where you where you were. He's not finding you in Christ. I pray that we will always be found in Christ and Christ will be formed in us in Amen. the name of Jesus. So in the case of Esther, she appeared before the king. She had prayed. She had fasted for three days herself and all the children of Israel. And despite that, she, she, she had this conviction of, if I perish, I perish. I will go, but at this point, I've done what I can do. God, I've prayed to you, please help me. And what did she find? She found favor, even inside the marriage. Praise God. 
so last week was on retaining marital favor so today we are just going to go through three things the first which we've even mentioned some part of it that is the part of obtaining marital favor and the second will be okay i'm just going to take it one after the other so the first thing that we are considering today is how do we even obtain this marital favor now we know there's marital favor we know what favor is and when favor is upon your life in the case of marriage and we know the importance of marital favor that it should not end on the wedding day after the ceremony it should continue as long as you are alive you should find favor in the sight of your husband you should find favor in the sight of your wife praise god so how do we obtain this marital favor you can obtain marital favor according to the introduction we mentioned this in the introduction that when it is your time for marital settlement marital favor will come upon you praise god marriage is at a set time in everybody's life for some people they are to be married um at a certain age it's not that does not mean that if they marry later it will not still work no but there is a set time for everything for every one of us and remember that when we started i said something about god's calendar for our lives i pray in the name of jesus in this coming year 2024 in the mighty name of jesus everything god has said concerning us everything god has planned concerning us everything god has prophesied concerning us it will come to pass not one word of the prophecies of god concerning our lives concerning our destiny will fail in the name of jesus every of god's prophecies for our lives and our destiny it will run swiftly to manifestation even in this year 2024 and beyond in the name of jesus so we said that there is a set time for everything in every man's life so there is a time that god has said that favor will be married that is me there's a time god has said that favor will be married and should be married to this kind of person praise god so when it that time is around the corner when that time is around the corner marital favor is released because marital favor is to take you to your place of settlement and keep you in that place of settlement you can't be praying for marital favor for a five-year-old child no that's not what he needs at that time he can find favor but not marital favor no he can find favor maybe for uh, in school he can find favor in school because he's going to school at that time he can find favor with people praise god you can find favor with people at any stage of your life favor with god you can find favor with god at any stage of your life but marital favor is around that period of marital settlement that god has said concerning you praise god and it should keep you in that marital settlement praise god so obtaining marital favor number one according to god's plan for your life marital favor is released to every man when it is around the time that god has prophesied and said that they will be married praise god number two marital favor can be obtained through prayers Praise God. Some people can be around that time where they should be married, but they don't have marital favor. In the case of Leah, before the marriage or even during the marriage, she didn't find that favor. So marital favor can be obtained by prayers. And I would like us to go into prayers right now. Praise God. As we are discussing these subtopics, we'll be praying um, and following it up. Praise God. So the prayer right now will be that, Father Lord, 
let the grace for marital settlement, let this marital favor, let it rest upon my life. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Father, that's a prayer. We can start the prayer. We can join Lord, the prayer the from wherever you are Jesus, listening from. Father, in the name of Jesus, let the grace Father, for marital favor rest upon every including, including every one of us here. Let it rest upon my life. Lord, let in it the rest name upon of Jesus. Father, marital we pray for every listener here and everyone that is listening for themselves oh, and for their children and for their cousins and for their nephews that are ready to be married. Father, we pray for marital favor. Let it be released in the name of Jesus, we pray, we ask for a release of marital favor upon women in their 20s, women in their 30s, women in their 40s, women in their 50s, women in their 60s that desire marital favor. Let it be released right now in the name of Jesus. We pray also for the men in the name of Jesus. Men in their 20s, men in their 30s, men in their 40s, men in their 50s, men in their 60s, men in their 70s that desire marital favor. Right now, let marital favor let it be released, be released, be released. Let it be released decree let in the name of Jesus, in Jesus' mighty name, we there's another thing to look like it. And I made an analogy with um, someone that has the grace of utterance and putting the word of God in your mind, like reading the Bible, meditating, going for retreats, praise God. It's not just enough that you have a beautiful voice, you can sing. God has made you a minister. You had God, you had an encounter and God said, you are a minister in songs praise god that is one number two is that because you are a minister in songs you need to have a consecration that means you 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 will need there's a consecration god gives to every minister every child of god has a consecration according to their calling according to their roles in ministry so if you are a music minister you will do rehearsals and that the rehearsal is not 
the consecration i'm using that as an example your consecration can be unique to you praise god but what is general is that every child of god will pray and study the bible and every child of god will do evangelism you you seek uh for the lost you go out to reach out to people that you know are not saved you do intercessions those ones are expected of anybody you are in christ there are things you should do praise god consecration is what god has said that okay because of your ministry this and this and this is what i require of you so for you it may be fasting god can say you know what you will have to live a fasted life so every week separate unto me three days of dry fasting and seeking my face this is the prayer you will be praying these are the songs i want you to sing to be singing praise god uh, my biological mother one of our consecrations that god gave her to do god told her in the evenings i want you to be singing to me hymns praise god so every day in the house every day in the evening she'll bring out a hymn book she'll start singing she has a number of hymns that she sings she has a number of hymns that god has told her to sing you know the hymn book has thousands of hymns in there praise god but there are some hymns that god has given her that these hymns are what i ask of you so every evening she'll bring out her hymn book she'll start singing if i'm not around in the house and i came back around that time one of the first things i will hear from the gate is her voice singing those hymns praise god that is something god i had to ask her why do you sing hymns every evening must you sing hymns every evening she said yes why it's a commandment god has asked her to do it mm-hmm. that's an example wonderful that's one of the things that god asked her to do praise god Hallelujah. now someone else god can say i want you to finish the bible every three days read the bible from genesis to revelation every three days do this for the next three months that can be your consecration so your consecration has specific instructions that god has given to you in line with your calling and last week i made an example of a minister that has the grace of utterance upon their lives you won't say because you have the grace of utterance you will sit down and you will not um you will not pray you will not read the bible specifically for certain purposes of ministration praise god i don't know if you get what i'm saying last week i said that if you have the grace of utterance it is expected of you to sit down with the word of god you can decide by yourself and say you know what for the next five hours i want to read the word of god i want to read these chapters of the bible i want to it may just be one chapter that you are reading for the next five hours just one chapter that has something to do with utterance, that has something to do with your life and your destiny. The Bible says, from the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. It is what you've downloaded in your spirit, man, that God is that part of the things God will use to deploy his words out of your mouth. How do you declare the word of God when the word of God is not in your heart? When you've not downloaded the word of God, you have to download it. You have to read it. Praise God. So, using this as examples in the aspect of marital favor when you have marital favor upon your life you will not sit down and fold your hands and say yes i have marital favor there are things you should do and like i said last week this is not manipulation this is not um trying to make people like you you know cajoling 
you know enforcing um mandating people to like you because of one or two things no we saw in the bible before esther became queen there was a declaration that was made that the king wants a queen in the place of vashti so a call was made to all the fair young virgins in the entire land and they came esther was one of them praise god that's number one number two they were reserved if you came to the for example if you came to the chamberlain let's say a young lady in that time came to the um, chamberlain in charge of the woman Ega, and he says go to this room with these seven people and she said no i'm not going i don't want this room i want that room do you know she's already out of order because the order is that when you come you are attended to so when the chamberlain said this is the room i've given you you will not say i don't want this room i want that other room that nobody is inside or i want that other room that somebody is inside no you follow the order you follow the instructions praise god some things were required of them they said okay the first six months you will be you will purify yourself with the oil of me m-y-r-r-h i don't know if i'm call, calling it correctly mar or yeah mar. yeah mar so you purify yourself with the oil of mar praise god you will not say you know what I, my skin my skin does not like oil i don't want oil if your skin does not like oil you will go back to where you are coming from <laughs> praise god <laughs> because as far as this contest is concerned it is expected of you praise god it's not the oil that will make you the queen it was not the oil that made esther the queen but the oil is part of the requirements of the process so part of the requirements of the process of getting into the marriage is that you should at least look good dress modestly look good look well put together look good look very good praise god this has nothing to do with going to buy expensive clothes looking good is not the same thing as wearing expensive clothes your clothes may be cheap your clothes may be affordable your clothes may even be given it may be that your brother passed down a suit to you and that suit looks so good on you and you take care of the suit very well you wash it you, you iron it very well the day you wear it oh my god you wear it so gloriously looks so good on you praise god Hallelujah. and with the suit is a matching effort a very sharp good clean effort with the suits and the aircourt is a good shoe praise god is a complete ensemble the french the french word is ensemble like um, a complete pair ensemble is together it can also mean a pair so it's not just the suit the haircut shoe the shoe too it should match so you won't go about with an unkempt hair and you say you want marital favor the favor can be on you quite all right but you will not be going around with an unkempt hair. You should also put in some work in that area. At least look good. Does not mean you should have 10,000 clothes. You can have just five. Three dresses, one skirt, and one shirt. But whenever you wear these things, you wear it so beautifully. It can be two dresses, because we are working with five items now. Two dresses, one skirt, two shirts. So you wear these skirts without shirts today. You wear this. I'm just saying, like worst case scenario, at least 
if it is just five pieces of clothing let those five pieces of clothing be in good condition and let them be used interchangeably so piece of clothing one can be one today piece of clothing two can be one tomorrow piece of clothing three can be one um the following day and piece of clothing one can be repeated on the fourth day praise the lord so now you've obtained this marital favor in the place of prayer number two dress like it there is something called age appropriate dressing so there are some dressing that is expected of you at certain age of life i think this is a fashion sense or a fashion definition now this is the word of god we are talking about so we are not going deeply into fashion it's just to give you an idea of how to be well put together at your age so when you are single there's a way you should dress different from when you are married praise god that doesn't mean that married people should not look good married people should also look very good but when you are single you should look like you are single you should look like somebody that is not yet married i don't know how to tangibly explain this thing apart from the look you should also make yourself available you want to get married the husband will not come and meet you inside the house you go out hang around with single people you can also hang around with your friends that are married because you can have a female friend for example a sister can have a female friend that is married a husband can have friends too that are not married when you hang around with your female friend that is married some of the people she's hanging out with some may be married some may be looking to get married it is when you show up that you'll be considered as an option praise god Hallelujah. so there's a part of looking good in in this thing the marital favor is upon your life we glorify the name of the lord for it but you also should look like it now the case of um the case of rachel rachel and um rachel and isaac when the servants when abraham called his servants to ask for him he should go and get his son a wife to marry when abraham called the servants abraham called the servants and told him i want a wife not from the people of this land go to my kindred go to my people and the servants prayed a prayer and he said that oh the lady that will do this, that will do that, that will do that. What did he want? He asked for a drink. He said, okay, may I will ask for a drink? Drink. The first person that comes here, let it be that person. Another thing I will know, when I ask for a drink, let her not just give me drink. Let her volunteer to give drinks to my camels. That was the sign he was looking for. Do you know that if Rachel was not well raised, she will fail that test? If she was not in order, she will fail that test. Because what was the test? It was a test of kindness. Before you can fetch water for camel, <laughs> you need strength and you need to have the heart to do it. So it was also a test of strength. Pay attention that there is marital favor upon Rachel because abraham is looking for um a, a a daughter for his son and he was specific 
so the direction was going to the land of going to the land of my kindred praise god because this favor was upon rachel the person that will marry her the family to which you'll be married to they came out looking for her they went out looking for her how will will we know her we will know her by her kindness we will know her by her strength what is kindness kindness is offering a drink to someone you don't because at this time rachel did not know that this man to uncle to her own father praise god what was even the relationship at the well with Jesus. So Jesus was to have an encounter with her. And Jesus came to her and he said, woman, give me some water to drink. Did you remember what her response was? She said, how will you, a Jew, be asking me a Samaritan to give you a drink? That means the Abraham's servants could have asked um, Rachel for water and she would refuse not because they are Jews and Samaritans, they are Jews, praise God. Not because um, the servant is a Jew and Rachel is a Samaritan, that's not the case. But what I'm trying to bring out in this scenario is, is that someone can ask you for something and you refuse to give it to them. Abraham saw three men that were coming. He was outside. He saw three men coming. What did he do? He ran to meet them. He asked them, what will you eat? Please come here and rest. Let me offer you food. And you know that that was an encounter Abraham was having. He went to meet them as visitors to, to attend to them, to, to give them shelter, to give them food. But from that thing he was doing, he was already hosting angels. He was hosting angels. Praise the Lord. So at times, what you are doing that you think is an act of kindness or an act of this is who I am, no, you people should accept me the way I am, or this is my person, it can work for you and it can work against you. Praise God. So Abraham hosted these three men that came and he was hosting angels. And it will happen so.
Hello, favor. You're no more hearing you. What spot give for her? And she went. Oh, hello. Can you hear me now, sir? Ah, please. Yeah. Just, just. Hello. Wait. All right. Yes, we can hear you now. Okay. Okay. Praise God. Right. So. Again, it went off again. Hello. God bless you. Dress like it. Dress like someone that wants to be married. This does not mean wear explosive or revealing clothes. But dress well. Dress good. Hang around with people that are also seeking marital settlement. Or people that are already married, that have friends that are not married. Just hang around with people. Go out. Show up. Show up for yourself. Show up for others too. Praise God. And then good conduct is what we are discussing right now. And using the example of Rachel. Rachel did not know Abraham's servant. That she was the servant of someone that was related to her by blood. She didn't know that. Because her relationship she did not know in depth the relationship between Abraham's servant and Abraham and how they are related to how they are related at all but what she what did she do she was kind to him she offered him a drink and she offered a drink to the camels willingly out of her own will but what she was doing out of her own will was a sign that the servant has asked for. So outside praying for marital favor, now go outside and show up for yourself. Aside going outside and showing showing up for yourself, have good, good conduct around you. Praise God. Part of the good conduct was uh, the case of Ruth. Ruth had good conduct. There are some of these things that are not expatiated enough, but they are so um roots uh okay roots two roots chapter two uh, verse 3 so the Bible says and she went and came and gleaned parts of the field belonging to Boaz who was the kindred of Elimelech who was the kindred of Elimelech so this is okay and she went to clean ears of corn in the portion of land of Boaz okay now um okay this verse I'm looking for I can't find it right now but we will come back to it. When I find it, we'll come back to it so as not to waste time. So in the case of Ruth, there was a part where 
when she was speaking with Boaz, Boaz said, I have heard about you. How you followed your mother-in-law to this land. I have heard of your conduct in the field. Some people are working in a place. They are cleaning after the cons. But they are troublemakers. They will fight. They will cause trouble. But this one, she has no trouble like that. And do you know that if Ruth was a promiscuous woman, if she had slept with Boaz's servants before she even met Boaz, do you know that she will not land in that marriage? Because the news will go about. They will say, you don't know this woman. This one, ah, all your servants shall slept with them. Praise God. The news will go round. So when he was to, he said, I've, I've heard of how you've, how you shown favor to Naomi. I've, how you, I've heard of how you've shown favor to Naomi. How you, how you have been kind to your mother-in-law. How you followed her, even to this place. Praise God. So he has heard about her even before meeting her. And when he met her, he said, ah, of a truth, you are a good woman. If he has had negative news about her, he will not so much consider her because he would think this one, what I had about her is not good. So he will not so much consider her. Praise God. So beyond um, the prayers, beyond the um, showing up for yourself, looking good, presentable, modest, there is a part of the good conduct. Praise God. So that's the first step. Number two, Retaining marital favor. We already discussed that last week. Number three point is restrain. Restrain. What is restrain? Restrain is um, restrain is holding back. Restrain is holding back. So what are you holding back now? Now, in this case, you are restraining evil flow into your settlement. Praise God. In different families have different things that happen. In the introductory part, in the introductory part, we discussed how in a family they don't get married, they get pregnant. So the grandmother got pregnant and gave birth to the mother. The mother got pregnant and gave birth to the daughter. Now the daughter is pregnant. It's not like pregnancy is a bad thing, but that's how they get married. They don't go and ask for death in marriage. A man will just impregnate them, and a family will push her to that man's side and say, Since we know the person that impregnated you, that's the person you will marry. Oh, yeah, get out of this house, go to his house. He cannot be responsible for you and this pregnancy when there's a man that is responsible for the pregnancy. So that's how it has been in their family. So, you now, for example, if you come from that kind of family, this is the point where you restrain it. At this point right now, in my own case, this must not happen. So what does restraint entails? Restraint has to do with going through your family history. What is obtainable in my family? What are the things that happen in my family? So in some people's family, the women are sent out of their husband's house. So they'll get married. And then something will happen. They'll send them back to their father's house. So the first daughter is married. Something happened in her marriage. Her husband sent her back to her father's house. The second daughter is married. Something happened in her marriage. Her, uh, her husband, another husband, the second husband of the second daughter sent her back. So there are four women living in their father's house. And the four of them were sent out of their husband's house. 
that is another negative pattern for some people the pattern for some people for some people the pattern is that um the husband dies prematurely so they will be married but they will enjoy the marriage for a short while after a while the husband will die the husband will die so the grandmother she lived for a while and her husband died and when her children got married the men lived for a while and died the women got married and their husband lives for a while and he died so there is a pattern a negative pattern so in this part of restraint we are looking into the negative patterns of marriages where you come from marriages where i come from marriages where anybody that is listening came from praise god so you in this point you 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 ask questions you ask your mother what's happened before your marriage some of these things are obvious you will know it your mother was a widow your grandmother was a widow your great-grandmother is a widow what happens the men die first there are families where the men live long they live long the father and the mother they will grow old together there are families where the father and the mother they don't grow old together one person will die first and earlier on in the journey praise god is an evil flow so you as a child of god you will take your stand and say it, it has come to my notice that this is the negative things that happen in my lineage that men die first in their marriages and they die early as far as i am concerned my own husband he will live long he will not die and then you take it up and you restrain it how do you restrain it you restrain it in a place of prayer right for some people you may say i've come to see that okay my family oh, will let me know you're welcome excuse me please i'm coming will let me know you're welcome god bless you welcome to the studio amen um i think uh, i believe you are following us uh, so is there, if there is anything you want to bring in into what uh, we are saying, then uh, you can go ahead. But uh, mind all those noises around you there, please. So let there be quietness around you. So the Lord bless you. Thank you. Continue there. Yeah. All right, sir. Yeah. You're welcome, um, Bellamina. So, as I was saying, the, um, the third part is restraint. Restraint has to do with identifying a negative pattern in your family and standing on the word of God to prohibit it yeah. in your own family. Praise God. Yeah. So, in some families, the pattern is they don't get married, they get pregnant. Mm. They will get pregnant for a man and you know their family will push them out and say we know the person that is responsible for this pregnancy we cannot be responsible for you and be responsible for your pregnancy too so we are going to send you out of this house to the house of the man that gave you this child praise god so if you've noticed it your grandmother was sent out of the house to your grandfather's house your mother was sent out of the house to um your father's house now your elder sister has been sent out of the house to her husband's house and you too you are seeing that most of the men that are coming around you they just want to sleep with you they are looking for baby mamas they are not looking for wife you know i just want a lady that, that can just give me a child i'm not necessarily 
interested in the marriage thing don't worry i'm going to be responsible for the child i just want a child i'm not i'm not willing to become marriage is needed for children upbringing right you don't just want to have children these children need to be born in a certain environment the environment of a father and a mother not the environment of an absent father or an absent mother but the father and the mother must be fully present that's how god planned it he did not just say oh eve you will just be having children for who who will eve have children for we hate them not be responsible for Cain and Abel. God instituted marriage and brought children. So you don't want children outside of marriage. So if you notice that this is a negative father in my family, the men that are coming around me, they are looking for children, baby mamas. They are not looking for a wife. So what do you do? You pray. That's where restraint comes in. Father, as from this point, it has come to an end. This is the ending point of this. Right now, in the name of Jesus, henceforth, in my family, it will not flow into me that I will get pregnant and true pregnancy is where the marriage will come. I will get married and in my marriage is where I will get pregnant. Praise God. I will not carry any child that his father does not want. I will not carry any child that our father does not want. Praise God. You will stand and you will restrain it. But some people... In some marriages, what happens is death. So probably the men die first. If you notice it, you take it up. Whether you are married right now or you are not yet married, it's a prayer you should start praying now. Father, my husband will not die untimely. If you are um, a man, Father, my wife will not die untimely. In the name of Jesus, the wife you will give to me, she will live long with me. She will not die untimely. She will grow old with me. She will not die untimely. In the name of Jesus, as I'm praying this prayer, I want you to also be praying it. I want you to also be taking note. We may not have time to say, okay, let's pray right now. But as I'm saying it, be taking note, be saying it also. So you you will say it, Father, because we, 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 we may not be able to identify every negativity in every family. There are a lot of things. You know what is unique to your family. You know what is happening in your family that has been happening from generation to generation. And you will restrain it. Because family is a proceed of marriage. When the marriage is right, the family will be right. But when the marriage is wrong, there will be issues in the, in, in the family. Praise God. So you are going to stand as a watchman over your own family even the family that you have not had even as a single lady you will stand as a watchman say father the family you will give me the husband will give me he will such that we live long he is such that we not die on time i have seen that in my family the men die first the men die earlier on in my own case right now it comes to an end my husband will live long my husband will not die before me i will not die before my husband we will grow old together we will reap the fruit of our labors over this tree, over our children together you stand your ground and you pray it praise god in some family the women are sent out of their husband's house if you notice that is a pattern in your family you decree father in the name of jesus this marriage that you give me i will not be sent out my husband will not send i will not marry a man that will send me out of his house i will not marry a man that his family will rise up against me that's another pattern in another family they always fight the wives so their mother married the husband's family fought her till she died their grandmother married the the grandfather's family fought her till she died so you are going to pray father i've noticed this pattern 
I acknowledge that these are the things that have been happening in my lineage, mm -hmm. in my generation. These are the things that even our grandfather to the fifth generation, that's how his family rose up against our grandmother from the fifth generation and fought her till she died. So you will pray against it. Father, nobody will fight me out of my place of Amen. settlement. Amen. Nobody will fight me out of my place of settlement. Any warfare from the pit of hell that is against marriages in my generation, right now, it comes to an end. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. We have prayer gates. There is 6 a.m., there is 9 um, a.m., there is 12 noon, there is 3 p.m., there is 6 p.m., there is 9 p.m., there is 12 midnight. 12 midnight is the hour of warfare. Praise God. It was at 12 midnight when Paul and Silas were praying that their deliverance came. The Bible says that Paul and Silas were in the dungeon and they prayed and they sang praises unto God and the foundations of the prison were shaken. Praise God. That was the hour of, of deliverance. It was around that time. Praise God. So if you notice a, a, a pattern that is not good enough in your family, rise up to it and restrain it. You are a watchman. Rise. The, the word of the Lord says that the Lord is a man of war. Jehovah is his name. I think that is found in the book of Exodus. So God is a man of war. You are a child of the man of war. You are a child of the most high God. You are a child of the Lord of hosts. Why will you sit down and let an evil war go in your family and go against you? You will rise up against it. And you say, Father, this is where it has come to an end. This negativity in my family, it ends right now. It ends with me. It will not happen in my in the lives of my Amen. children. It will not even happen in my own life. In the name of Jesus, you rise up 12 midnight, set your alarms, rise up to it and say, Father, I will be seeking your face for the next seven days on this issue. I have noticed that in my family, the husband's family, they rise up against the wife's Put family. your microphone closer to your mouth, please. All right, it's, sir. Can you hear me better up. now? Yes, yes, yes. And then be rounding okay. up. Yeah. Okay, yes. I'll be rounding up. Yeah. So you rise up and you restrain it. Whatever negativity you found in your life, whatever negativity you found in, in the marriage pat pattern, in your family, in your generation, you rise up against it and you raise a warfare. The last and not the least is refresh. Mm, refresh. refresh. That's the concluding part. Refresh. What do you want to see in your home? Mm. Praise God. Yeah. So you've obtained marital favor now. You have retained marital favor. And you've restrained negativity that flows in marriages in your family from happening in your own marriage. So what do you do? Now you begin to plant. That is what refreshing is about. What do you want to see in your marriage? You want to see long life. Now proclaim long life into your marriage. In the name of Jesus, in my marriage, every child born in this family will survive. In some marriages, their children don't survive. So the first three children will be still birth. They'll give birth to them, they will die. They'll give birth to them, they will die. They'll give birth to them, they will die. It is the fourth one that we live. It has been so for some people. So you will pray. You'll say, in my own marriage, Father... Now you have restrained it. You've restrained the evil flow from flowing into your life and your marriage. Now you have to refresh. Refreshing is, Lord, I will not give birth to bury. I will not give birth for destruction. In some yeah. families, they must have a child in the prison. So they grew up knowing one of their uncles that is in the prison. In their immediate family, they have one brother that is misbehaving. That 
but has gone to rehabilitation center two times. And they also want to get married. It's an evil pattern. Mm. After you restrain it, you are going to plant a new seed. Right. You will refresh as a father. Right now, in my family, every child that is born into this family will succeed. Amen. Every child that is born into this family, they will fulfill destiny. I will not give birth to a hoodlum. I will not give birth to a riffraff. People that are in the prison, don't you think somebody gave birth to them? They are sons of people's mothers. They are daughters of people's mothers. Praise God. They came from different families. If there are 97 inmates in the prison, those 97 inmates represent 97 families. It represents 97 fathers and 97 mothers that gave birth to them. So you, because you want to refresh an evil flow that you've seen, you want to refresh your marriage. You don't want the evil flow. You've restrained the evil flow. Now you want to refresh it. What do you do? You go in the place of prayer and you start planting good seeds. You say, in this family, everybody will fulfill destiny. In my family, all my children must prosper. Every, from the first to the last, every one of them must prosper. Nobody in this family will end up in prison. Amen. Nobody in this family will end up in jail. You may be an ex-convict. Probably you've said you've served your time in the prison, maybe five years, maybe 17 years, and you are out of the prison. You don't want that to happen to your children. You know what your experiences were like in the prison. Now you are out of it. You don't want anybody to go in and experience that that came from you. You will pray it. Father, me, I've gone to prison. It ends with me. My children must not smell the jail. My boys must not smell the jail. My daughters must not smell the chill. Jail. Those are the, the things you would do. That's what refreshing is about. What are your heart desires for your family? What do you want to see in your family? Now, this is very personal. I won't be the one to tell you what you want to see in your family. I can only give you ideas of what you want to see in your family. So when you've taken away the negativities by restraint, then you bring in the possibilities, the positivities by refresh. Praise God. So you bring in the positivities and say, in my family, there must be love. There must be love. My, my sons will love their sisters. My daughters will love their brothers. They will be kind to them. They will be kind to them. They will be helpers to themselves. Praise God. My the children will have yeah. good friends. Thank you, Some Jesus. people, the only friends they have are wrong friends, bad friends. Amen. That's what they do. The child will be well raised, but he must have an evil friend that will lead him to do something wrong so you pray it father my sons will mingle with the right people he will meet with the right people he will go to school with the right he will pick his friends from it from the right people if it is bad marriages that happens in your family you pray it as refreshing what refreshing is that father all my children will marry right from the firstborn to the lastborn, they will marry right. For anyone that is having a wrong marriage, that is having issue in marriage, Father, I correct it now. I move in the realm of spirit and I begin to correct every wrong marriage because this message is reaching everyone at different points in their lives. Some people are already married. So it's no longer a prayer of who you want to marry. It's a prayer of this person that has been married it should go well with them praise god some people already have given birth to children so it's no longer a prayer of okay what child will be born it's not a prayer of these ones that are born they must prosper it does not matter what has gone wrong in the all right 
Praise right the now, Lord. there's a time of refreshment for my daughter. There's a time of refreshing for my son. There's a time of refreshing for the young. There's a time of refreshing for the old. In right, your old family history. You want a new order for your lineage coming from you. So you may come from a family where they worship idols. And you have found Christ, you are saved. You have to ensure that every child that is born into your family, they will. All right. Exclamations. There will be things that you say in prayers. Praise the Lord. Amen. So, rounding up. Yeah. Rounding up. Please. Rounding yeah. up now will be in the aspect of prayers. Yeah. Prayers is what we'll use to round up this session. So right now, I'm going to read the prayer and I want us to pray it with our heart. All of your hearts. Begin to pray this prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, Father, the name I begin of Jesus, to plant good seeds in my family. I, believe you I begin plant to plant good, good seeds to plant in the lives of my children. Seed. I begin to plant good seeds in, in the lives of my in the life of in my, in my spouse. Life. I begin to plant good seeds in, my head, in the name my, of Jesus. In, my, uh, in, in, in if there is a negative pattern you've noted in your family, and you want, you want the positive pa- pattern, you'll be planting the positive pattern. Right now, I begin to plan that everybody in my family will walk in their divine purpose. They will walk in their divine ordination. In the name of Jesus, they will walk in their divine ordination. There is nobody that is born of me that will not fulfill destiny. In the name of Jesus, my sons will fulfill destiny. My daughters will fulfill destiny. In the name of Jesus, as many as they be that are listening to this live stream and that will download later. In the name of Jesus, Father, Lord, we plant good seeds. We agree with them in the place of prayer. We agree with them in faith. We join faith with their faith that in their families, their marriages are made right. Their marriages are made right. Their marriages are made right. This marital favor, it will extend from them to their children. They will not be the only ones that make the right choice. Their children will make right choices. Their children will make right choices. Their children children will make right choices. Malagotari azadaili kotozo trudo bagadili gasada yawa. Ili kotozo trudo bagadili gazanda ikatozo truma na gasigilia. The husband will not die before the wife. The husband will live long. The wife will live long. In the name of Jesus. The wife will not die before the husband. Oh yes, oh yes, oh yes. The wife will live long. They will enjoy the fruit of their labor. In the name of Jesus. As for the children, they will not go astray. In the name of Jesus, the graces that is available on the heads of the fathers, it is now made available on the heads of the children. In the name of Jesus, the Bible says that the Lord keeps covenant with generation, even to the fourth. The covenant the Lord has kept me, the covenant of long life, it is extended to my children. My children will know God. The covenant of intimacy in the place of prayer that the Lord has kept with me, it extends to my children. Let it extend in the name of Jesus. We come for an extension of the graces that God has released upon our lives, even even into our family, even into the lives of our children and their children after them. In the name of Jesus, when the Lord established a covenant of peace with finance, He said it will be with you and your children's children. 
Lord, the comfort and extension of the promises of God upon our lives. Oh Lord, in the name of Jesus, we receive favor, oh God. In Jesus Christ, we pray. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. As we thank God for your for this message today, we bless the Lord. Uh, I want to pray for everyone here. You see, favor of the Lord. Uh, I observe that uh, all those that the Lord favored in the scriptures, in the scripture, they established a covenant with the Lord. And that covenant was a standing covenant that protected them, that shielded Amen. them. A covenant of the Lord mm. being established upon you attracts favor and brings favor. And every one of mm. us, we need mm. to we need to uh, we need to be established in this covenant. For everyone that we read of in the scripture that yes. obtained favor, they established a covenant with the Lord. We want to invite mm. every one of us to this covenant right now. When you when you when, when you obtain when you obtain, when you establish you, you establish in God's covenant covenant, uh, favor will come along with the covenant. Because one of the one of the elements of covenant working on someone is that favor will surround him. The Bible said that will compass the righteous with, with favor as with a shield. Can you see that? The righteous. Who are the righteous? The righteous are such people that have established covenant relationship with the Lord and they are following him. And the Lord said, Thou shalt compass the righteous with favor as with shield. So, for righteous, for the righteous are people that establish covenant with the Lord, favor will be there. We we, we compass them around. They will not even ask for favor before favor begin to attend to them because of covenant. And on top of that, if they now ask for favor again, being righteous, favor will not elude them. Are you a righteous one here? Are you hearing this message? You want to minister favor into your life? I want to pray, want to say that in the name of Jesus Christ, the Lord will touch every area of your life with his touch of favor in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Or Sam Isaac Odame. Isaac Odame, God bless you. You're welcome. Uh, you need the Lord's intervention Amen. because you feel depressed and you feel like committing suicide today. I pray in the name of Jesus, we banish that power and that evil spirit of suicide, that suicidal spirit in your life. Amen. We just received this message right now. Let's pray. Amen. Let's lift our hands. Let's lift our voice for Isaac Odami. Every demon of depression, die in the life of this, this, this one. In the name of Jesus. Isaac will declare upon you in the name of Jesus. Thou demon of depression in Isaac, be destroyed in the name of Jesus. We stop the demon of depression in your life, Isaac, in the name of Jesus. You must not commit that suicide. You must not, you must not commit that suicide. In the name of Jesus. You must not commit that suicide. In the name of Jesus. Isaac, we pray for you. 
I we banish every demon of suicidas, uh, every suicidas demon in your life. Get out of that ball of that of this man in the name of Jesus. Daniel Odame, we 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 we, we decree that. The Lord, the Lord will know you and will seize you before you enter the studio. In the name of Jesus, we treat you right now. The Lord will treat you with boldness, with faith, spirit of faith will possess you now. In the name of Jesus. Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Suicide is not your portion in the name of Jesus. You will not die. You will live and declare the work of God. We, de- we deploy angel of God in your charge right now to hold you in hand and the spirit of the Lord to come upon you in the name of Jesus to cast away every evil spirit of suicide in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Let us continue to pray for him. Even after this episode right now, we will continue also immediately after now because we are to round up right now. He said, I need the Lord's intervention because I feel depression and feel like committing suicides today. Please help me with prayers. We are helping him right now. Let this prayer answer for now, him. In the name of Jesus. Every spirit of suicide in your life we shut up by the blood of the Lamb. Every suicide spirit in your life, you Isaac Kodame, we banish that power, we destroy that force in the name of Jesus. Let the blessing of the Lord call upon your life. Let the Lord encourage you in Jesus' name. In Jesus Christ's mighty name we pray. Amen. So we pray that the Lord God Almighty will baptize our life and will compass us with favor in the name of Jesus. Thou shalt compass the righteous with favor as with shield. We pray that the Lord will compass us with favor. Compass us with favor. Favor as as shield. Compass the righteous. Compass us, O God, with favor. Oh God, with favor, as with shield. I want you to pray. If, I have, if, 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 if you are a saint here, say, Lord, compass me, O Lord, with favor, as with shield. Psalm 5, verse 12. For the Lord, we, we bless the righteous with favor, without compass him, as with a shield. Psalm 5, verse 12. Pray that prayer. Say, Lord, compass me with favor as with a shield. I'm a rich, I'm a righteous. And I'm if if you are those, and you, you know you are a righteous person. Pray that scripture. Lord, compass me with favor as with shield. In the name of Jesus. Let your favor attend to me everywhere, even beginning from here. Beginning from this prayer, in the name of Jesus. Oh Lord, for the Lord we bless the righteous. Lord, bless me with favor. And you compass him with favor as with shield. Compass me, O Lord, with favor as with shield. In the name of Jesus. Shield my life with your favor. Shield my days with your favor. Shield year 2024. In my life with your favor. In the name of Jesus. Oh Lord, compass me with favor as with shield in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus Christ's mighty name we pray. You can continue that prayer alone, on your own, because 
all the messages about favor that we are ministering in marriage, we begin to speak to your life for your life all round in Amen. the name of Jesus. Amen. According to this scripture, Amen. Psalm 5 verse 12, just claim that scripture. If that is the, if that is the only scripture you are praying about and you are praying with, you can you know you can take you can take God with His word, and when yes. you take God with His word, He will He will As always stand by His word. Hold on to that scripture. Psalm 5 verse 12. Thou shalt compass me with favor as with shield. Lord, I'm compassed with favor as with shield today. Yes, in the name of that, in the name of Jesus, that will be your portion in the name of Jesus. You too, you become favor. You become favor. You become favor. Favor of the Lord everywhere you go in the name of Jesus. Let it remain upon you. You must receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. For favor to be completed and to have his complete work in your life, receive Jesus into your heart. Call him now. Establish a covenant with him. Isaac Kodami, if you are still hearing us, establish a covenant with the Lord. I want you to pray right now that Lord, every evil covenant that I'm inside of, that is propelling me or instigating me to commit suicide, in the name of Jesus, let that covenant of, of your blood, let it break it in the name of Jesus. Let that covenant be broken in the name of Jesus. Let covenant be broken in the name of Jesus. Yes, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All of you that join us in the studio, the Lord bless you. Yes, we thank God. Nana say, William, Mark. Yes, God bless you. Then, uh, Flora blessing, Isaac Odame. Yes, God bless you all in the name of Jesus. We hope to see you again on Wednesday. I mean, I mean we are going to have VG today. By the grace of God, we are going to start uh, around 12, 11.30 and then to 12.30. It's just prayer, one hour prayer into new, into new Year. The Lord bless you in the name of Jesus. God bless every one of you. Join us. Join us in the studio. Hallelujah. Uh, for that prayer, uh, crossover prayer, beginning from 11.30 p.m. to... 12.30 a.m. Tomorrow, that is next year. The Lord bless you. Bye for now, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. See you then. God bless you. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah.